0: Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being creative. I am Chris Scott, and I'm here with... Atish. Who is a business optimization specialist. Yeah. And I'm a filmmaker here in Southern Arizona. And today, we're going to start talking about things that we
1: did this last week. What'd you do this week, Atish? Uh, Well, for the m- most part, this week was all just work and kind of weird stuff like that. But I did have a really interesting meeting with uh, the head of the marketing department at U of A, uh, University of Arizona, I should be specific. Um, and and that's because I, I've, I've kind of been curious about pursuing my own MBA or whether or not that would actually be worth it, whether, uh, you know, for the most part, they're just funneling people in for raising money for the school and all that kind of stuff, how many people are actually employed outside of graduation, all that sort of thing. Did Um, you think about that when you had this meeting?
0: What do you mean? Like, oh, am I just a cog in the
1: machine of
0: higher education?
1: I mean, I think that in general about everything. All right. Like even just existence, sometimes I consider whether or not I'm just the sex organs of a complex machine.
0: You are a complex machine. (laughs) Yeah, And I can vouch for that. But did you walk in with like, just like the thought of like is this why why did you go in with what like what was your mindset going in there was like do i need i wanted to find out is this guy just gonna hook me in just to you know get my tuition for the year or was he like giving you advice on like what a marketing
1: degree would do for you well i mean it was a little bit of both but i can't help but uh go into any of those meetings thinking that that might be the case only because I feel like we have sort of a surplus of people these days who, are, you know, everyone's told that everybody goes to college, right? That's what they say. They literally say that in high school classes, that everybody goes to college. Right. And, you know, that's just kind of like a uniform slice of Americana experience. So everybody does go to college. And either, you know, there there is the percentage of people who don't complete or who – you know, don't go to college or whatever. But for the most part, everyone exits with a degree. The problem with this is that if you have more and more people enrolling in school year after year and getting degrees, then it really kind of uh, makes it more and more difficult to rank people or to, you know, how does anyone get hired? And that's why you see most You know, jobs that you only used to have a – or used to only need to have a bachelor's to have, now you have to have a master's because they have to start to funnel and distinguish certain students for certain jobs. And so that's kind of what my thought process was going into this because, you know, I come from a very academic family. So my – idea or my thoughts as to why I'm kind of, you know, oh, how do I ensure that I get employment? How do I ensure that, you know, I get the clientele that I want or whatever? Oh, you have this higher degree, you keep going to school, right? You just keep feeding in and feeding in. But I wonder sometimes, and yeah, a lot of the times in this specific case, whether that's just kind of a push for the school to maintain its student body, and then also to keep getting more and more money every year. Which is a bleak outlook,
0: very bleak. Um, so, how did, how else how did the meeting go in well, real life?
1: Well, that's why I was actually outside you know, of your head. Yeah, of- I was really pleasantly surprised uh, after talking with the guy because you know um, he was basically telling me all about the different applications and how I could use this degree to kind of increase my own business or how to how to actually. Um, kind of make more informed decisions about what I am attempting to do at the moment. Um, And a lot of what he was saying was with my particular skill set, my background, I would be, you know, working more with analysis, which is kind of the direction I wanted to go anyways. I want to look into why people's businesses aren't doing as well as they could be and then offer well-thought-out, concise suggestions as to how they could do better. Um, And so that's kind of how he was pitching me on, you know, an MBA and he specifically, I don't know if it was because he was the head of marketing or if, you know, he just saw the value that I would get out of learning about marketing, but he was trying to pitch me on the, that a concentration of marketing. Okay. But what, what kind of, you know, begs the question to me is like, uh, I I've thought out some marketing schemes myself. I've researched other people's marketing plans and all that kind of stuff, and I've really looked into it. And for the most part, what they offer you on, say, the Internet is super, super vague. Right. When they're trying to give you advice about marketing plans or anything like that, they're just like, oh, yeah, you need to, like, come up with a structured plan with deadlines and all that kind of stuff and then stick to the deadlines and do this kind of stuff and but they don't actually tell you what you should be doing or they don't offer suggestions on what you should be doing. Right. And that's what kind of like makes me pause about that field because when I look at for instance the curriculum for um for an MBA with a concentration in marketing, it's uh it's it's pretty like vague stuff. Like, there's some economics. I mean, that's obviously necessary, some statistics, but then it's also, like, communication for professional development and and uh, market-based management. I mean, I don't even know what that means. Right. I
0: don't know what that means either, but I don't know. I feel like, especially during this day and age, I mean, getting an education is very important. Right. But at the same time, a lot of things you can just find on the Internet. Right. And if you spend four years reading the Internet, I mean you might go crazy. Yeah. But you'll probably learn a lot of the same things.
1: Yeah, well, well that's kind of that's the part of me that in a sense doesn't believe in education as much as I used to. Like I I have a very technical, you know, STEM degree as my bachelor's and I followed that through into a master's program, but it kind of makes me wonder like what exactly without getting a degree would I be missing anything in terms of marketing or in terms of business? I mean, I'm not really so sure because I'm pretty sure you can learn all these other things like like what is it about school per se because I can pick up books and I can read them and I can, you know, whatever. I, I, I can figure this stuff out. Right. So I'm not entirely sure how necessarily important that is except if you're trying to, you know, get a job at a law firm or something. I have a friend – um, she's a
0: very good friend. I won't say her name cause I don't know if I'm allowed to or not. Okay. But, uh, she's like one credit shy of having her bachelor's degree. Really? And she just never finished school. Really? I don't even know what she was studying. And, uh, I met her like maybe 10 years ago uh-huh. and she was like going through a divorce and trying to figure out how to do things on her own. So oh, she got okay. a job yeah. with her friend at her friend's law firm where she was like a office manager assistant type person. Uh huh. And then she transferred over to this other job where she was a, like a community resource person for a local cable company. Sure. Or just one of the many. There's no local cable company. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to not say the name. But she got this job based off of her experience and off of her personality and off of her right. skills that she learned out in the workforce. Not yeah. so much her degree because she doesn't have one. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. And she's a very successful woman. She just bought a big fancy
1: car. Ooh. And, yeah, I don't yeah. know. So maybe it's not – I mean, but but outside of that, outside of my own skepticism and everything like that, I actually learned kind of a lot of interesting things about different applications of, you know, business and different applications or business practic- practicum and, like – different applications of marketing and that sort of thing, which is definitely something I like it's a rabbit hole. I'm definitely going to be going down. Uh, so so kind of like understanding how my particular skill set kind of fits in with business and how actually I'm kind of on the right track when I uh, operate as a business optimization specialist, that that's a little bit niche, but it's fastly and rapidly expanding now. Right. So I it just kind of made me feel like I was on the right track with you know where i'm going and what nice
0: I'm going. yeah i felt pretty good about that yeah that was pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> yeah so so life's life's working out for me at the moment what have you been up to
0: oh man well i went on a little vacation uh-huh i went to uh la hung out with some friends uh other than that um i've had this idea to kind of launch my production company locally uh-huh. To, to make it more of like a household name, I don't know if uh, that's possible or not, but I'd like to give it a try. Yeah, sure. And so the way I want to do this is by throwing a screening event, like a movie night, Yeah, where I make three short films and I screen them in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. And I talk to some people about that and they all think it's a great idea. Yeah. So it's slowly building up into a really big event that'll get the right people there. Which is pretty exciting. Yeah. So that's what I worked on this week. That's great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I had already heard you talk about this, this plan before. And, I mean, I'm a big fan of all our, you know, in-person sort of marketing efforts. Uh, like what we were talking about last time with the Mummy movie and then this uh-huh. time in particular. Like I'm a big fan of doing things in that way because in – like right now we're finding – I think we're at the peak – Pretty much, and and of course, this is a uh, this is an opinion that's not based on any fact whatsoever. But I think we're we're finding ourselves at the peak where a lot of people have you know taken to Instagram or anything like that, where they subtly start. Like I can't tell you how many people I know personally, like who. Had an Instagram feed that was just their personal, like, taking pictures and stuff. And then before you know it, they had an audience for whatever they, like, were most regularly posting about. And now that's their job. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they, oh, yeah, I just got sent this uh, stuff from Adidas and, you know, whatever. And I just, like, link in the bio. I just posted a video about the five different side hustles you can do and, you know, whatever. Like Right. I think we're kind of reaching saturation point on that, because it's essentially like what happened with um, with online ads. Like, that's the whole reason that videos autoplay on Instagram and Facebook now. Right, just get... It's because, it's because when you didn't click on things anymore, or when you didn't have the volume on, you know, people would just be able to completely ignore ads, and then obviously advertisers recognize this and they said like hey why don't you we'll pay a whole bunch of money if you just kind of change the format on how this works you know get it to immediately play or get it to play with audio or something like that and so what happens then is you know then that format has changed and now so i think that's kind of the the point that we're reaching where we're kind of reaching saturation on people's own digital feeds and stuff like that because look at you know you know the users. You know the people that you're, like, have been kind of not bought. That's the wrong That's the wrong phrase. It's, like, very negative, but that's not really what I mean. I mean, like, we know how to just keep on scrolling now. You right. know what I mean? It becomes right. this arms race where we, you know, uh, evolve our methods to ignore advertisements and stuff, and then advertisers evolve their methods to keep advertising towards us. Um, so I think... That kind of evolution thing is going to reach its culmination in the digital format, which is why it's important to still be able to do stuff in a very genuine like we are overtly selling something to people. We're selling your name and we're selling your uh, your film production company and all that kind of stuff. But in kind of simultaneously in a more overt way, but also in a very like kind of more classic way
0: Yeah, more classic, more genuine, Uh, I think it will be more memorable. Yeah. I mean, every day there's a new video on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTubes. The YouTubes, and, yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. I feel like tr- trying to throw a memorable event to kind of make you memorable, I think, is worth giving it a shot.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. So So I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited to get working on it, make something happen there.
0: Yeah, but we'll talk more about that someday. Someday. Once I have all the details figured out. And we'll talk about it, but I was thinking another thing I was thinking about this week was what we talked about last time. What's that? or I say it's a three prong marketing approach, and you say it's a two prong,
1: yeah, because i I don't see a third prong all
0: right, from what I recall, uh-huh, uh, you said first thing you had to do was set a solid start or release date, yeah, set a solid date.
1: yeah, no, I did say that. I figured that was a prong. That's like your ground wire, on your
0: extension cord.
1: No, that's the. I mean, I don't know to what we are we are pronging, but like that's that'd be more like in your in your example. That's the that's the cord because nothing exists without the deadline. If you don't have the firm deadlines and you don't have an actual end product, then you have nothing that you are marketing. Like that's. I thought if
0: if it's a cord now, we have a positive. We have a negative.
1: You got to ground that wire. fine you can call it whatever you want okay fine the third prong but the point is is that that prong exists no matter what like that there is nothing else that exists without that so like to make a marketing plan with something and calling it a three-pronged approach it's 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 like it goes without saying it's like uh it's like a tribe called quest you say the whole thing right like well yeah
0: but I, i don't know i also feel like when coming up with plans coming up with you know action plans, and I don't know what another word for plan, but <laughs> you know marketing plans and all these other plans yeah they're kind of just like uh, lists on a piece of paper until you give yourself a deadline to make them happen
1: yeah, no that's
0: true I, I don't know. I feel like I never do anything unless there's an actual deadline
1: yeah no that that's true i i do i I do work best under my own pressure, so. But
0: I feel like just putting a legit date somewhere gives you, you know, momentum to move forward towards that because you know that day is coming up sooner, yeah. sooner than later.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. We can call that a third prong.
0: Thank you. A ground, the ground wire. Yeah. So it's a grounded plan.
1: It's a, yeah. It's a grounded plan. It's a so grounded. it was
0: uh, set the date, set the date, figure out your online marketing approach. Yes and digital strategy something we coined semi coined as street marketing street marketing that's right so i was thinking uh it'd be fun to try and figure out this system for three made up creative projects okay and just to see just to like brainstorm ideas and you know
1: yeah i i think that's definitely a good approach because i mean Number one, it'll help us kind of flex our muscles, our mental muscles on uh, being able to perform this kind of a task or this kind of ability on uh, any kind of project we might have in the future. And number two, uh, any of these things are possible, at least for me, real clientele. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be able to kind of demonstrate the kind of shit we could provide. I mean...
0: Right. And also, I was thinking it'd be great for someone listening in just to be like, I don't know what to, what ideas you mean by when you say street marketing or online marketing.
1: Right. And, and I think that's kind of the thing is that a lot of the resources that you find online about how to market this or how to market that are super vague. Right. And that's, I mean, absolutely not to, uh, you know, talk shit. He's a way more successful person than I am currently or may ever be. But uh like that's debatable yeah but that guy gary vaynerchuk at first i really got pulled into his stuff because i thought, like oh like he's got the right attitude about this like or he really knows how to like he started working on this online wine library and now he's you know uh uh internet millionaire uh right you know but a lot of his stuff like he makes these videos that's like advice for new entrepreneurs and all this kind of stuff and it's all kind of like empty calorie information like it's it's stuff like you know have patience and have faith in the process it's like that is meaningless
0: Right, it's like just people that are like uh oh, just got to get up and grind man yeah it's like
1: yeah what what does that mean yeah just do it right
0: yeah and i, I don't know i mean i i appreciate some of that you know, yelling in my face every once in a while. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes you need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. a lot of people just need, like, a wake-up call. They're like, yeah, you're right. I should just grind.
1: I mean, I like I said, I, I initially was a big fan. Right, but you've, you've become desensitized
0: to the a, vagueness.
1: A little desensitized just because it, it took me a while to figure it out, but then I eventually did figure out that, like, oh, wait. Because I kept thinking, like, well, he hasn't just made the right video yet that will explain to me all these intermediate steps, all these interim steps. And there was none. And there won't be one. Right. Because there's. Because that's why you hire him. That's why you hire his firm. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, I, I realize that he's creating a vacuum because you don't want to spill the trade secrets. And that's why all these, like, morons, like Ty Lopez, again, I don't actually, this person's probably really smart. I mean, he's a lot wealthier than I am. But, like, he has all these videos that play as ads on YouTube. You know, when I'm just trying to get to whatever bullshit content, you know, the 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 cinema sins generally is what I'm watching on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I was gonna guess that. Yeah. But that guy Ty Lopez has just a lot of things like you wanna see what it's like to uh live in a house with all these different Lamborghinis? I can show you, I can teach these internet seminars, you know, whatever. But then he doesn't actually ever tell you anything. He's like, In fifteen minutes I'll teach you my secret to you know whatever and then he never says a goddamn thing. Right. Yeah, it's... Well, I don't know. I understand that as, like, a selling tactic. I mean... Well, that's what it is. He's trying to get you to go to his seminar or, you know, whatever.
0: I like these people that, like, home improvement people that tour the country. They're like, we'll show you how to flip houses. And they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just give you a vague, like, for phase one, buy house. Phase two, fix it up. Phase three, sell it. Yeah. And it's is like... And it's like, well, what like if my market doi. is
1: shit here in Detroit? Like, like, like the doy. Yeah.
0: And then at the end of it, they're like, and if you want full detailed program... Yeah, buy my program for however much much money yeah but here i would like to do things differently do things a little differently i like to just you know have fun with it and not be too serious about it yeah
1: no yeah absolutely
0: and just kind of see what see what it would be like for other people that are creative that we're just trying to figure out business stuff for
1: yeah definitely
0: so you ready for the first one what yeah, do you want to call a, this
1: th- this segment this
0: game yeah uh uh the thing that's popping in my head right now is called uh, it's a song that i heard at this conference speaking of conferences
1: what conference
0: or a life coach conference
1: oh a life coach
0: conference. and there was a singer named orgina and orgina made up a song for this conference and it was called step into your power mm. and it's the only th- it's stuck in my head right now yeah so we need to pick something else
1: I don't know. I think Step Into Your Power is a great title for this.
0: All right. We're going to step into our power <laughs> and be all that we can be. Thank you, Orgina. Is that, the, is that the verse? Step into your power. Step into all that you can be. Oh, man. It was, and she sang it live, and the, the room loved it. Yeah. She, she sang it better than I did. Wow, not not much better. I'm
1: really, really actually a lot better. I'm pretty glad that I don't go to these kind of bullshit conferences. I
0: wish there was video then I'd show you.
1: Wasn't that your whole job was to take video?
0: I don't think they recorded
1: it. Oh, you—it was just like for the screens.
0: In oh, the room.
1: okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So anyway, we're going to step into our power here, yeah, and develop some three-prong marketing plans for uh-huh. a few creative projects we've heard about around town. Okay. All right, the first one is a comic book. A comic book. A comic book about dogs in space. The title is Space Paws. Space Paws. In space, no one can hear you bark. <sighs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is a, I, I assume this is a comic book meant to be read by people, not a comic book for dogs, about dogs.
0: I don't know, but
1: yes. Okay. Well, let's just say it's for people. Um, I think the first point that you would really have to figure out here is how people distribute comics anymore. Because I remember when I was in uh, middle school, high school, I got comic books still sent to me in the mail. Wow. But that that was like the last gasp of that being a thing.
0: Right. Now it's like all in comic book stores. Well, I remember them being in, like, um, grocery stores in the magazine section. uh There was, like, a very select few comic books. Yeah. But that was back when people would read comic books. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what people do with comic books nowadays.
1: Yeah, I don't know how people get them. Like, so, so I assume you get them at, I mean, you can get them at a comic book store, but I don't even know how many. I can think of one, maybe two comic book stores in Tucson. I can think of three. Really? Yeah. Okay. I can really only think of the one that's on first fantasy comics is that is that what it is the one yeah. with the, that little like painting of Batman on the yep. side yeah okay
0: and then there's heroes and villains on the east side and there's another one I don't know the name of it, but I know it exists
1: <laughs> okay okay so I mean I think the first key is to like think about your distribution because you can also sell digital copies right um, if that's a thing uh, in fact i'm I'm pretty sure that's a thing and that might be a very kind of easy thing. I don't know what what the push is anymore for uh Kindles and what do they call those? Amazon fire tablets. I mean people have tablets and people have reading devices. Maybe that would be an avenue. But essentially I think the first step would be you would have to break down how you're going to distribute, whether it be digitally or if you're going to physically have some. If you're going to physically have some then how many are you going to print? What you're going to print them on and in what avenue you're going to distribute those. Okay. Because, out of a, if this is a small business or if this is a person, if this is the artist themselves, actually mailing distribution would be pretty difficult.
0: It'd be pricey. I mean, right, exactly. forever stamps are not. That's what I mean. You're, you're overhead. three cents. They're forever stamps. they like 37 cents. <laughs> that yeah. adds up if you're sending out 100 stamps. Yeah. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, you're looking at. Thirty-seven dollars.
0: Is it thirty-seven dollars?
1: Thirty-seven cents times a hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm handling your marketing.
0: Right. Well, marketing doesn't require math.
1: Sure it does. Okay. Cool. Anyway.
0: <laughs> well, let's say that we have um, a plan to distribute both hard copies and digital copies. Uh huh. Let's say the comic book is created. They're going to be fresh off the press in four weeks. Way cool. So our ground wire is four weeks from now. Mm-hmm. All right. Prong one.
1: Prong one. Establish the deadline.
0: Well, that's that's the ground wire we just did that.
1: Well, you can't call. You were just telling have me this was a three-prong never plugged
0: in an is... extension cord into the wall? Okay, fine. Ground oh
1: Ground. wire. Established deadline.
0: All right. So you have your... We have online marketing and we have street marketing. Right. Let's talk about our online marketing for a minute. Okay. So when I think of online marketing, I think of uh, ads, YouTube ads, Facebook ads, Pandora ads. Yeah. That's what I think of. And it's all content you have to create. Or it's uh, create an event and invite all of your friends to it. Yeah. So I think that's the whole spectrum
1: there. You were talking about digital advertising? Yeah, online. Uh, I, I, if I had to. I think something that would definitely stand out, and, you know, maybe I'm not entirely grounded into what's uh, hot these days, what the kids are into, but I think something that would definitely be a good approach is um, I remember when The Watchmen was first came out okay it was kind of a big deal there's a book or maybe it's a comic book that somebody reads in that comic book so it's a comic book inside of a comic book um that's called something about the black sails or something something about pirates
0: we're upsetting so many comic book people yeah i know
1: i they're probably tearing their fucking (laughs) hair out because i have no, no idea what the fuck i'm talking about but so there's watchmen and then somebody inside of that is reading a comic book as well, okay. And it's something about the Black Sails, or it's it's like a pirate story, right? And so one of the featurettes that came with a Watchmen Blu-ray, because I think these we were already up to Blu-rays when these Watchmen
0: was the first movie I saw in IMAX. So I assume Blu-ray
1: might have been around at the time. Well, IMAX has been around for a lot longer than Blu-ray, but yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Now they they do screenings in movies called XD. I went and saw some movie in XD. Oh. I don't know what that is. Um, or I don't know what I saw either. Anyway. Pirates. I think I saw It. Oh, don't tell me about it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm supposed to watch it tomorrow night. Okay, well, I'll do my best not to talk about it because I have many, many, many things to say. But, um, so, so there was a featurette on the, blu-ray slash dvd whichever one it was where uh it was a kind of digital read-through of the comic book right so they would have voice actors reading it and it would like kind of have like it would be a still image like a frame of the comic book but they would have like things like very slightly kind of moving in it Uh and that might be difficult to achieve for an independent um for an independent distributor but if you could You know, outsource an animator who could do maybe a summary, like a trailer, like making a trailer for your comic book, like a video. I think that'd be pretty rad. Would be fucking cool, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and if you could digitally animate it much in the same way, I'm sure somebody, somebody listening could probably figure out what I'm talking about. And well, no, I mean, I think
0: I've I've seen what you're talking about. It's like moving comic books, basically. Right. Yeah. And And it's like. It's
1: not like a guy's arm is moving, but like the character is moving across Yeah the square that it's in. Exactly, yeah. And and I think that could be something that could um definitely kind of garner some interest, uh, because it plays to the what is already a pretty established method of marketing, which is, you know, a trailer, a video right. trailer. I mean right. every movie has done that for the past fifty years or so.
0: And I feel like videos are more Interactive, then, yeah, definitely an image. I mean, images are cool, but in the world of social media,
1: if it's not moving, no one's gonna stop and look at it, right? Yeah, exactly. I also think like another uh, a cool thing. I saw this on, I think I want to say Netflix. There's this movie that I still haven't seen, but this is this is how you know that their marketing actually works. While it didn't actually get me to watch the movie, which of course is the intended goal. I am already a subscriber to Netflix, okay um so that's so it kind of keeps me like it's in my awareness and it keeps me going to Netflix, even though this didn't this wasn't the original attractor, but there was some movie that was um that recently came out I want to call it like Kubo or Kubo or oh yeah, Kubo, the strings of waking waves or whatever it is yeah, and it looks like it's all puppets, right. Well, it's, yeah. Or it's like it's, it's stop motion type of animation. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think I saw like a real short clip about like how they were animating one scene, like how they were like. And it was it was. Uh, what is that called? When um, you're fast motion. Stop motion. Yeah. But time lapse. Sure. Yeah. Time lapse. Yeah. It was, it was a time lapse. <laughs> <laughs> it was a time-lapse video of um, how they were doing this stop-motion animation uh-huh. with the scene. So, like, it looked like it took fucking forever. You know what I mean? So I think that would be awesome if we could also just see the, you know, if we just make a clip, like, for Instagram, for Facebook. That's for a great idea. I mean, all these digital things where it's, like, this guy is just digitally rendering one character. And, yeah. like, maybe that's the hero. Maybe that's the dog in space or whatever. Right. <laughs> or, you know what I mean?
0: So I think that's a great idea I think you know you're if you're a comic book artist and you've created this comic book drawing the main character is not going to be a big deal no and setting up your phone with the time lapse function and just so so people are watching you draw this character I think is great yeah and you can add some voiceover to it if you wanted to being like oh I created this character because I was inspired by my dog who wanted to be an astronaut <laughs> you know yeah. and so I think that's great I think it gives it Someone someone to relate to, also a
1: character to relate to. Right. And knowing their origin and what inspired them is
0: something that people can connect
1: to. Well, and I think the, the digital angle on this, since it may or may not be a digital release comic book, I think the digital angle on this is uh, kind of all about the production value. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because a comic book is something that used to be sold on newsstands back when there were newsstands uh, for – I don't know a quarter or whatever like I I don't actually know this is all stuff that happened way way before my time but the point being is that we want to stray away from the value of a comic book and put into people's heads the value of the work that went into the comic book right you know what I mean and so that's kind of like the value of what the story is what the characters are um and the artistry that goes behind it because there's kind of like an interesting touch and there's there's like a uh, there's a i mean especially now more than ever people are interested in comic books we're actually finally getting good comic book movies instead of you know um, like spawn or, or- ah, don't knock spawn I'm not gonna knock Spawn, but the reason why people like Spawn now is because it's like because it was one of the first comic book movies and it was like campy and it was whatever. Nobody saw it the way that people watch um I don't know, Captain America, the second one. That's the one I always loved the most. Winter Soldier. Yeah. I thought the first one was diggity diggity dog shit, but the second one was great. Nobody watches Winter Soldier and is like, yeah, like this is a cult classic movie because it's so campy and lame. It's like, no, it was actually a good movie. Uh Or maybe not a good movie, but it was entertaining and it it wasn't something laughable. You know what I mean? So now that there's kind of this culture about comic books being like an expressive art form and all that kind of stuff, if you take that digital angle to show how you produce what you produce, fuck, I mean, I think that'll get people interested in your product. Right. I
0: think you're making a very good point here that, you know, being an artist, being creative like this, there should be a value, yeah, in that, and it, it's not just something that people can just like throw away or not regard at all. It's, it should be presented in such a way that people can be like, "Oh, wow, someone actually took time to draw out this person, come up with a story, write this story."
1: Right. This isn't just a bunch of pages of paper like stapled together and you know slipped into a pile at your local coffee shop. Like this is something that someone actually had to like go through and draw all the characters and create a storyline and motivations and realistic dialogue, which is difficult because I don't know how to write dialogue, Right. you know, and and then like actually manufacture the stuff, story panel and re-story panel because things didn't fit quite right. And then like, you have to have this kind of brilliant artistic touch. And I think exemplifying that in a digital scale to draw people back towards your medium is probably a a strong choice.
0: I think that's fantastic. So what do we got so far?
1: So that was our digital approach, and we have to, you know, in doing that project, you have to set deadlines, and I think, um, you know, that would be, the setting deadlines part is obviously the first part, because you're not going to get shit done unless you do, and I think that would also, if you already know that you want to take a digital approach on marketing as one of your prongs, so to speak, then you would have the foresight to, you know, set up a lot of opportunities for you to be any creating content while you're creating your comic book right you know maybe you do a i mean 20 minutes is a long time for a video but maybe you do a 20 minute video that's like a documentary from start to finish about you creating your first comic book that'd be pretty cool
0: i think so too and you do bring up a point of foresight and while you are creating something you never really know what it's going to turn into right but I feel like establishing yourself as an artist and as a creator, like documenting that journey, even if it's just for yourself, and if you do create something that you do plan on sharing with the world, it'd be great to have that footage and that content to supplement that to show everybody the journey that you went on
1: yeah i think the end product is obviously the most important part but there's a lot of important things that happen in the wings you know i i I don't know uh, because i wasn't around for the the actual production of your mummy movie but i'm sure there was a lot of moving parts that went into that that like happened synchronously and like worked out just so for you to get the end product that you got you know what i mean right and so that's why i think it's like pretty not only is the End product itself important because that's actively what you're selling. But so is all the things that came together to make that end product. Right.
0: I wish I had more content from that process, but I don't.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a learning I mean,
0: process. But I've so I know from here on out, I want to document more. I want to yeah. Take I mean, more that's pictures. exactly I guess what we're doing in this game, right? Yeah, it's I like guess so. you know.
1: Um, as for a street marketing approach for a dog in space comic book there's so many fun things you can do yeah I, I mean right off the top of my head i think comic-con has become like an actual thing and that happens in every city like don't we have one here in tucson yeah we have a tucson comic-con there you go it's coming up in november oh okay so we yeah, should get a booth we should yeah i don't know why but what would we do there live podcast from comic-con yeah why not <laughs> okay I'm down. or
0: we should go in costume we can dress up as Captain Ahab and, and uh, Quartermain. Who? <laughs> I just watched uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, okay. Speaking of comic books. Yeah. It was a graphic novel. They made it into a movie. It was Sean Connery.
1: Yeah. I, I remember that coming out. I didn't watch it. It was his last movie. Really? Yeah. He went out with yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Yeah, which I've heard is a good graphic novel, but is not a good movie. Right. It's not a good movie.
0: There's some really cool stuff in the movie, but the movie's kind of weird. It doesn't. The story is weird, but there's a lot of cool elements in the movie. But there's
1: just kind of put together oddly. See, my problem with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is I end up getting the movie. At least I end up getting confused with Hellboy, although they're different movies. Well, I'm sure they are, but they have the same kind of look and feel to them.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, speaking of Comic-Cons, we should go. I'm down. November? November.
1: Okay. Well, so if you're making a dog comic book, I would definitely suggest trying to do something at Comic-Con to raise awareness, at least. Like, kind of the same thing. I mean, we're having a a mummy come out and about and, you know, whatever. Like, have some of your characters come out or have the dog that inspired your dog. In a space costume. In a space costume. People love dogs. People love dogs. People love dogs just up. As astronauts. Yeah, people love astronaut dogs. People love astronauts. Didn't dogs actually get sent up to space? I know, chimps were. Thing? I'm pretty sure a dog was too. Probably. Anyways, so, um, so, so you know, do that, make some efforts there. I can also think of a couple, um, I and here kind of my knowledge base gets foggy. So if anyone's listening to this and, like, is, you know, no apologies just say it okay fine so i'm pretty sure there's a a place called constant con that's a comic book store downtown do you oh, know what i'm talking about yeah i don't know what constant con is but one of our mutual friends ed he like does stuff for them and like he had there used to be an artist meetup night at our bar and they would all meet up and they would all draw or like do stuff and talk about comics and do stuff like that i mean that's your audience right fucking there you know what right I mean? like obviously you would like to sell your uh dog in space comic book to everybody you want everyone to buy a copy
0: well no i, I feel like if you think my comic book is only for people that enjoy comic book things
1: like comic cons and comic
0: book stores i think that's kind of a a smart approach because you have a
1: you know, your higher chance of selling something to that group of people. Well, yeah, and that's also your targeted audience. So if you know your targeted audience, you know where to find them and you know how to attract them. So I think that, like, things like that. Like, I think there's also this guy, Frank Powers. I don't know who the guy is. He added me on Facebook. Oh, cool. But Frank Powers. You have two friends now. I have two friends on Facebook, you and Frank Powers.
0: Oh, yeah, three. Who's the other one? Your mom.
1: Fucking dumb. Was that really the setup? <laughs>
0: thank you thank you Uh, i'll be here uh, next week
1: anyways as i recover from that sick burn um uh i uh i think that this guy hosts like a podcast or a radio thing or like whatever about comic books and about that sort of thing you should he has an audience already so the way to You take your audience that you have, your friends, the people who already know about your comic book, whatever, and then you expose yourself to someone else's audience. And let's say even if only half of those people get on board with what you're doing, I mean, that's already, you know, you've just cultivated a following.
0: Right. So what you're suggesting is find other people popular in the comic book world in your community. Yeah. And somehow get them to sponsor you or vouch for you type of thing
1: yeah or i mean in this case specifically you know talk to you and kind of pitch your comic book to his fans as well i mean i think that's the valuable part in that okay yeah
0: um as much as i do appreciate the comic book fan i do feel like this comic book space pause has a much broader audience than i think like local people would appreciate yeah and those people are dog people yeah i don't know i I feel like um everyone that i meet that loves dogs is like loves dogs yeah more than people generally and so i feel like if you frame your presentation in a way that it's for the dog people would bite
1: lame that was so lame Uh, i wasn't trying
0: it just happened
1: yeah um I mean, you're probably right about that. I feel in a weird way, um, like, how do I?
0: Because, because you're, not, you're not trying to force dog people to buy comic books. Right. You're telling dog people, hey, this is what I think of my dog, my dog right Hair, my space dog in an astronaut costume that I'm meeting you and your dog at the dog park. It's like, this is our story. And I wrote it down in a comic book. And I feel like people...
1: Right, I see what you're saying. And I think now is actually a particularly great time for that because and I'm not saying that... So I like dogs, and I always have liked dogs, etc., etc. But I think for some reason right now, there's like a cultural significance to liking dogs. Like, how do I say what I mean? Um, For example, people have been eating avocado on bread for a long time. Okay. But only in the past two years or so or three years or however long has, like, avocado toast been a thing in society. Do you you see what I mean? Like, people wear shirts with, like – or, like, avocado – it's it's a fucking thing. It's a fucking thing. People care about avocados and toast and, like, how – and, like, that's a cultural thing. The way people say I can't even or how they used to at least. I don't think anyone says that anymore. But you see what I mean? It's lit. Dogs. Like, dogs have always been around and have always been nice and fluffy and, you know, cute and shit like that. But I think now we as a society care more about dogs than we ever have before. I have no statistical information to back up my claim, but I just think that that's true. Right. It's like things fade in and out of significance.
0: Okay, I feel like I feel like what you're saying. I don't know. I feel like um, you can say this about a lot of things, right? Uh, these fads, these things, and I feel like they've always been around. But the thing that's really changed about it is how we share our experiences with the world, right? So, 20 years ago, when I was in middle school, I wouldn't. I would go to school and tell my friends stories, yeah. and then I would go home and experience life, and I couldn't tell my friends about it until unless I called them on the landline. Or I saw him the next day at school. Now it's hey, I'm in a closet recording a podcast. <laughs> Let's Snapchat this right now and let you know my hundred friends on Snapchat look at it.
1: So we are telling people that we are in a closet right now. We're trapped in a closet. We are trapped in a closet. No, but what, like yeah, I I think that's definitely a part of it. But I also think like things like things like brunch have always existed, right? Right. But I feel like in the past five to eight years brunch has become more of a popularized thing right so dogs have always existed but i think right now dogs are at their highest point that they ever have been
0: and they're just going to keep going up ever but what the point i was trying to make was is, is uh like taking your taking your dog if you have your dog around if your story is inspired by a dog that is still alive that you love and walk every day take it out to meet other dogs yeah and you'll meet other people that appreciate their pet as much as you appreciate yours.
1: Yeah, a lot of bars are putting on this thing called Yappy Hour now, and they're all stealing from each other. I don't know who invented it. I have a firm feeling I know who invented it. Um, In Tucson, at least. Oh. This is probably an idea that was stolen from L.A., like, that L.A.'s had for 10 years. But, but you know, where it's, like, happy hour and bring your dog, and you get, like, a special off drinks, and then all the dog owners mingle with each other and whatever. Like, that's now a thing. So, I mean, yeah, there you go. Street marketing. Bring your astronaut dog. And you get to go to a bar.
0: Or to a dog park and be outside in nature. Or you get to go to PetSmart and take your dog to PetSmart. Maybe you have a local pet store. You know, take your dog there and have, like, a event or something. Yeah. You know, say, hey, fellow dog lovers, check out my dog story. My,
1: yeah, my dog story. My astronaut dog story.
0: So, I guess what I'm seeing across both of these prongs that we've talked about is all about telling your story about expressing your inspiration for things, because I feel like that's what audiences will connect with more. I feel like that's what we're getting down to.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think ultimately that's the that's the deep down thing is where you have to foster this kind of bond that someone will believe. That someone will believe that, you know, they can really gain some value out of your product, that it means something to them. Right. You know what I mean? So something that means something to me. That was a really vague and dumb sentence. Hold on. Let me restructure that. Um, A in this case we're talking about creative artists and a artwork a piece whether, whether it's a dog comic book or it's a movie or it's an album or whatever something that means a lot to me can also mean something to you and that's like a communication that's, right. that's something that we share in common and that is what will enforce somebody to you know pay 9 dollars for a comic book right actually i don't know how much people will pay
0: for a comic i don't book. know either but i'm sure they would yeah if if you know exp- if you Express your, all right, so you're, you're at the point where you, you created a product that you want to share with the world. I mean, it could be for profit or it could just be just to get your story out there. But creating something and having a profit would be, is nice.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. And
0: if you feel weird taking money for some art that you created, you know, give it to Save the Pets. Yeah. Your local humane society. Yeah. I mean, you can do something charitable like that. Some no-kill shelter. But you know you know you put a lot of heart and soul into it, so now it's time to share everybody that part of the experience, yeah, so it'll inspire other people maybe to you know be nice, be genuine, have heart in something that they're doing
1: yeah do something do something creative and uh, also take care of your maybe astronaut maybe not astronaut dogs astronaut dog yeah astronaut dog. Cool. Yeah, I mean, sounds like a solid start at the very least.
0: Right. So
1: the segment of Step Into Your Power took way longer than I thought it was going to take. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we know actually how long we were talking about just that one individual project?
0: About 35 minutes. What? <laughs> oh shit. We got really passionate about Space Paws. About a dog's
1: space comic book. Yeah, about Space Paws. Space dog. Space Paws.
0: But yeah, but I feel like... That was a good conversation, though.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I think the main uh, – the keys there is that every um, every strong marketing plan or business plan or something like that has to, I think, simultaneously be top to bottom and bottom to top. Like it has to be able to read both ways. Right. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> that we're talking about – You know, in in terms of this uh, comic book, we're talking about something that has to start from, you know, the very top, top, top is something that you actually want to put time and effort into in order to express whatever it is. If it's a story about a dog astronaut or if it's a movie with a mummy or it's a album, you know, you're making...
0: Or a piece of art you've yeah or it's painted, a, or it's a or, painting
1: or you know whatever whatever it is like that's that's your product like that's something that you excel at and something that you want to do and you care so much about that you're gonna put it under the scrutiny of all these people, and you actually want to go ahead and try and sell it or try and do something you know like that that's the top function, the bottom function, which is also important, is you know getting a profit off of it. Whether that profit is then to be donated to your local humane society or whether that's, you know, to pay your rent. You know, maybe that's all you do.
0: To buy dog food.
1: To buy dog food for your astronaut dog. Whatever it is. Like, both of those, both the top and the bottom are, you know, important functions. But you have to be able to read bottom to top and top to bottom. You have to be able to get from your mission to your profit. And you have to be able to get from your profit to your mission. Otherwise, if you lose yourself in between, then it's just I think the message gets muddled and then your product gets kind of diluted. Right. So, I mean, I think it's an important thing that we just like kind of worked our way through there that one one informs the other. You know, the, the reason why we're creating this dog comic book informs why we're going to make money off of it. But also why we're making money is being informed by that same thing. It's synonymous. They right. they're the same. They're one and the same. Awesome, man. Well, I feel good about this space pause. I think so too. I wish it was my idea. We'll make it happen. Cool. We'll make a poster or something. But uh if if Space Pause does need a business optimization specialist, I am available.
0: Awesome. Uh, anything else we like to talk about today?
1: No, shit. I think that does it for me. It
0: does it for you? Well, I'm good here too. I guess we'll We'll end this game early. I thought we were going to do three of them. Yeah. But it looks like... We went
1: super long on that first It looks like Space
0: Pause was very... We went thoroughly into Space Pause. Maybe we'll play this game again in the future.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we should.
0: And um, yeah, good talk. Good chat. See you soon.